Hi, my name is Tommaso, your student host for the My First Year Story podcast. Here, I'll be sitting down with people who have the answers to your college questions and who can help give me advice as a University of Connecticut student by telling their own first year stories during our conversations. For this episode, we are welcoming three people from the University School of Business, Kelly Kennedy, Alex Damboulis, and Caitlin DeSettles. Kelly Kennedy is the School of Business's newly selected Director of Transformative Learning, but she has been at UConn since 2008 in various roles. She's focused on helping her students develop career competencies and prepare them for life after graduation. Alex and Kate are both seniors in the School of Business, as well as undergraduate teaching assistants. Kelly, Alex, and Kate, we're so glad to have you here and talk to us about your experiences at UConn. Would you please introduce yourselves to our listeners? Your name, pronouns, hometown, and answer to the question, what is your favorite plant or flower? What a great question. Kelly Kennedy. Um, you've obviously given a little bit of my bio. Um, I really like the, li- the lilac um, flower, and um, that's one of my favorites, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'll jump in next. My name is Kate Dadatels. Thank you for the nice, warm introduction. Um, I'm from New Jersey, and my answer to that question would be a sunflower. Yeah. Where in Jersey are you from? I'm from North Jersey. Gotcha. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Alex Stambulis. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm from Simsbury, Connecticut, and my favorite flower is a sunflower, and I'm so excited to be here. Didn't know that. Look at the two of you. Yeah. We're pretty similar, I would Mm -hmm. say. (laughs) Definitely. And that's good, because we're probably not going to see any sunflowers for a while, right? Um, So let's dive right in and talk about your UConn education and your experience. We'll start with you, Kate. Um, What factors led you to apply to UConn School of Business, and can you describe what the application process was like for each of you? Yeah, sure. Happy to answer that. Um, So I think for me, I knew I wanted to go to a big school and not to kind of sound repetitive, but for the network and the connection that you can build in going to a big school, UConn School of Business was great, and it was one of the top-ranked school of businesses out of the larger university I was looking for. Um, The application process, honestly, I can't remember too much about it, but I do remember, um, I don't know know that one. I can kind of go into my application process, which I kind of vaguely remember, um, but I'm also a tour guide, so I'm pretty familiarized with it. It kind of, you know, jogs some (laughs) memories in there. Rolls Um, off your tongue. Definitely. But I remember, um, so I applied by December 1st for the priority deadline and heard back around mid-March, I think. Um, The application process pretty much just consisted of the personal statement, submitting the common application, and... I think that was pretty much it, but, you know, a lot of waiting, and I was so, so, so happy when I was accepted into the School of Business. Amazing. And would you like to talk about um, your deciding factor in enrolling here at UConn? Absolutely. So for me personally, I wouldn't say that there was one deciding factor when enrolling at UConn. Because I'm an in-state student, I was almost kind of hesitant when applying to UConn because there were so many other people from my high school mm-hmm. who were enrolled. I just kind of wanted to get far away. Um, however, my parents, you know, I was in-state, always lived in Connecticut. They wanted me to be close. So they said, just apply anyways. Um, after I was admitted, I ended up touring UConn and absolutely fell in love with the campus. I truly felt like there was such a strong sense of school spirit from all the students walking around campus, you know, just seeing all of the buildings around campus. And I could really tell that the students were passionate about their school and loved their school. I also liked how UConn was a D1 school um, just because (laughs) I love watching sports games. Um, And one of the things that really resonated with me was that you can always make a big school small, but you can never make a small school big. So there were so many different opportunities and ways to get involved. And UConn really could offer that. And I 
knew that I could find a home in a community within a place like UConn. That's what was told to me, like, coming here. I was, like, deciding between a super small university and mm-hmm. the school. Oh, me too. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's what the signing factor is. That's a beautiful is. thing. And it's also true, like, coming from Connecticut, um, you don't – you hear about UConn and you're like, oh, it's our state school. And then mm-hmm. you get up here and you don't realize how gorgeous it is. Absolutely. Um, so that's definitely Absolutely. one thing. Um, and now talking to you, Kelly, tell us sure. a little bit about your educational and your professional journey and what led you to your current new job at UConn. Well, certainly the professional journey could take you the whole podcast. So we, <laughs> we want to do that. We want to say certainly UConn is my sixth college, actually. So I've worked in higher education, nonprofit, and I worked in corporate America for a brief time um, working for an outplacement agency where we uh, closed companies, but we also found folks new job opportunities. So it was a management consulting company. And um, so we've closed over 35 companies within the state of Connecticut. And being involved in that actually brought me back to um, wanting to be with young professionals again, because I really felt um, this calling, if you would, to come back and assist students in finding meaningful work and finding work that really resonates with them. So I think it was sort of a combination of um, jumping back into higher education as I came here in 2008 to work with MBAs. And I have since worked with, um, developed the curriculum for um, the career education for the School of Business. So for me, the journey has been long, but it's certainly been um, so rewarding and everything I've done, yeah, as I tell it. the students, is worth it because that is the conversations that we have um, in our class and also with coaching students. Of course. So it's been wonderful. And so now all three of you are at the same place. Yes. <laughs> How do you all know each other? Um, and what would you tell students about the importance of building your network while at UConn? So I can tell you that we run uh, the required course, and I say we because we have an incredible group of four um, TAs. A shout out to um, Isabella and Grace, who are not here, but these two lovely ladies um, are of support of our required course, which means we have over 260 students a semester that have to take the one credit course called Career Development 3005. And um, they are teaching assistants for this group, and um, their support of their fellow classmates is pretty amazing, actually. Um, That's how we know each other. They applied for the position. It's a very um, strict uh, application process. (laughs) Lots of folks want to join in, but we've choose the best of the best, as you can hear from their stories today. Um, you know, I think networking, and I'm sure they're going to pipe in to say a little bit about networking, but for me, networking is everything. It is the cornerstone of your career. I actually did say to a student this morning that, um, you know, your career is not your job titles. It's not the industry. It's not, it's not any of the, it's the people and the strength of the relationships you have within your network. And, you know, we advise students to have advisory councils, but relationships really are the currency. Um, You know, you'll never, ever be without work if you have strong, strong relationships among your network. And that's why networking, as you know, we spend three weeks on networking um, and making sure students um, really do it right strategically. Yeah. Do do you guys feel like um, UConn has helped build a super strong network? Totally. I would say, like, I think the premise of our course is built on networking and the importance of networking. But what really goes beyond our course is networking with our peers and professionals in the field as well as with professionals at UConn. That's how I met Kelly when I was a sophomore. I took the class. I would go up to her almost every single day after class and be like, <laughs> another spark hire. I didn't get it. What do I do? But she would always say network, network, network. And until I landed my first job, it wasn't that I understood the value of networking and how, how far it can actually get you. Echoing off of what both of both Kelly and Kate just mentioned, um, it's honestly not about what you know. It's about who you know, especially within the business world. Um, connections and relationships are so, so important. And 
when I've been reaching out to people to network, a lot of them are extremely willing to talk to UConn students, especially people who are alumni. Um, also something that I've kind of uh, come to realize, you know, networking for the past few years is I'm actually part of a sorority, Cap Alpha Theta, and being a part of the sorority, there are so many it's alumni. It's a huge network. Everyone, you know, like we all have this one thing in common, even though I have no idea who they are, they're always willing to help me out and just chat with me. Yeah, it's a similar thing to UConn being such a large school and having so many alum. Like mm -hmm. that is one benefit that I don't think they ne people necessarily talk about coming to a school so like this. So true. Is that as long as you have that connection with someone, you say, oh, we both went to UConn, of course they'll help you out. Help you have, you have Husky, a com right? Yeah, absolutely. You have that commonality. I think one of the things we focus on in class um, about networking is what does that person know about you or what do they need to know about right. you? Because, you know, obviously you could say hello to everyone, uh, you know, walking down the street here, right? But it's more that you're investing the time and energy to sort of get to know them, get to know their story. They know your story. That is how the connection starts. So I think, you know, students hear that word networking and they're like, now what? What, what does that mean, actually? What does that mean? It means make a friend. Yeah. It means really make that connection maintain happen. That maintain that relationship. For sure. Um, and moving forward to let's talk about the School of Business. Alex and Kate, you're both finance majors. How did you individually discover that it was the right major for you? Why don't we start with you? Absolutely. I've always loved math and numbers ever since I was young. It was my best subject um, literally since elementary school. Um, in high school, I had taken a few finance courses and I loved the combination of both the qualitative and quantitative aspects of the field. Um, when I came to UConn, I was actually a business undecided major. I wasn't sure which route I wanted to go to, but I was definitely in between finance and accounting because both of them were definitely math heavy. Um, but being within the School of Business, I was exposed to, you know, all of the different majors and ended up choosing finance because I really wanted to be in a challenging environment. And I felt as though finance is pretty broad. There's a lot of specific areas in which you can focus on, whether that's insurance or banking or financial planning, et cetera. So I felt like if I did major in finance, there could be a lot of different routes that I could go post-graduation. Right. What about you, Kate? Yeah, I guess uh, piggybacking off of that, but also kind of untraditionally, I didn't come into the school. Well, I did come into the school as in the school of business, but I was on the pre-med track because I thought mm -hmm. I wanted to be an anesthesiologist. So how did I get to finance now? When I <laughs> did declare my major in the school of business, it was finance and all the same reasons Alex said, quantitative, qualitative. But at the same time, I knew I wanted a career where I felt like I made made a difference or had a purpose. And in talking with people in the finance field through my building my professional network, there were a lot of individuals, whether that's like helping people save for retirement or just budgeting their money. And I knew finance, regardless of where I ended up, it was something that I wanted to do. That's awesome. And mm -hmm. could you talk to us a little bit about your first year experiences? You mentioned you're in a sorority. How ha was academics and curriculars supporting your um, path through this business school. I mean, you mentioned you didn't start out um, as a finance major. Um, anyone want to start? Sure, I can start. So I actually lived in the Business Connections Learning Community my first Belden. year. Absolutely, yeah. Belden. <laughs> Shout out Belden. Um, but I want to go live there. <laughs> oh, it's a great place to live. And what hours? <laughs> so being in this learning community, I felt as though I really had a support system behind me, and I felt like I kind of had a foot up for uh, in comparison to other uh, students within the School of Business, just because. I had advisors that pretty much were in the same building that I was lived in, and they were extremely helpful. There was field trips, there were different opportunities, networking workshops, um, there were different required events. I 
built my first resume. I got Bloomberg certified. So many different opportunities that really helped get me exposed to business that I don't think I would have had otherwise, as well as I joined Women in Business and Cap Alpha Theta, my sorority as well. Um, my sorority definitely gave me that social aspect that I was, you know, really trying to focus on balancing both, you know, meeting new people, being social, as well as school. So I feel like those were really great experiences in my first year. Yeah, I think that's, I, I think everything you mentioned was really great. I bet Mine was a bit more untraditional in the same way. <laughs> I just tried to be a sponge in everything that I did, whether that was listening to what someone said in class and then going up after them and being like, oh, you said you were a part of finance study. How can I join that? Yeah. Um, different opportunities like that. I was really big on looking through the emails that were sent to school business students and taking a taking a part um, of opportunities that were listed in those, whether that was resume workshops or mock interviews or even getting like my first LinkedIn photo in right. the Center for yeah. Career Development. Um, I remember like walking down in my little blazer freshman year. People were probably like, who is this girl? But um, it was a bit more of like less structure, but I think the school business does a really great job for students who might not be in all those extracurricular opportunities to find their way. Yeah, and you kind of yeah. so great about um, giving us these opportunities, regardless, like I feel like across the board, this um this season we'd be able to talk to so many different majors mm -hmm. and just the amount of opportunity each major, each school gives. Like I'm a fine arts student and our opportunities are different, but not like not less than any other school. Absolutely. They're intentional learning experiences. I think that we try to guide the school of business the same way your schools do as well for each student. You're trying to find ways in which, as Kate was saying, be a sponge, really engage yeah. in different things because you learn about yourself. You learn about what you're interested in, what, what drives you, all of the things that are going to make you, of course, employable and happy um, in the future. And I think, you know, the school of business has some intentional things like our launch emails that are really um, a way to almost aggregate all the things that are happening and help students almost strategically in, engage in a plan for themselves right at freshman year. I mean, Career Tuesdays. Career oh, Tuesdays, all of the things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all of the things that we do are very strategic so in regards. Right away, yeah. Yes, right away, jump right in. You know, and I think that that's um, a really good point to make is that UConn does this. Speaking that I've been to, worked at many colleges, I can tell you that UConn does that the best. And that's not just because I'm, I work here, it is because I know this for certain. So that's absolutely, so I've never, there's not anything that you need or anything that you can't find on this campus if you want to learn and grow. And I think that's pretty awesome. And I would just say like off of that too, I think the, at first the possibilities can be daunting because there are so many of them, but it truly is endless. And I applied to so many things my freshman year and they were like, Sorry, you're a freshman. Try again. Try again next year. And I was like, I'll okay. come back. I'll be I'll back. back. I'll be back. And Don't forget. Yep. Yeah, be persistent. Totally. Yep. And as a freshman, you have to get that mentality in your head because it's the same with the job force coming in. Like your senior year, you're going to be a first year analyst. They're they're telling you you need a little bit more experience. Try something else. So going back and getting that internship opportunity, you just have to keep pushing forward until. Right. If you're ready and you're hungry, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Opportunities and will present. What themselves. a perfect space to sort of like almost try on shoes for size. I mean, this is just a perfect exactly. space. Here we are up in Stores, Connecticut. It's really safe, right? Everything's wonderful here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so you guys have mentioned some resources in the business school, Kelly. What are some of the most important resources throughout the school of business? Oh, there's, <laughs> I'm, goodness gracious, we go. I mean, one. that's just. So 
many. I think, I mean, one in particular that I want to talk about is advising. Mm -hmm. So I think we have a team of, um, on all four campuses for our business school students, the most incredible advisors. They are full circle advisors. So they are working with that freshman and sophomore group really closely about their academics, but they're also shaping their experiences through launch. So we are, we have integrated career, um, into the academic, um, conversations that those advisors have. So maybe Kate didn't know that when she was a freshman, that conversation with her advisor was about her classes, but it was also about how could she utilize some of the other resources on campus. So I think that full, almost what we call now transformative learning is um, something almost directing students and giving them that sort of um, push, if you would, to to take that on. Um, some of the other ones are the peer advisors. Um, some of the ones that we see, particularly from our class, is just those platform-centric skills that students are going to learn. So, for example, OPIM Innovate is a really amazing thing. Anything that's going to connect that experiential learning where you're connecting with an employer, even if it's not an employer of choice, is going to be a learning module for you. Yeah. Kelly, I was that student that came, yeah. that came to the advising appointments with the spreadsheet. Like I'm taking these classes until I graduate. And, and I had you're checking the boxes. Oh yeah. yeah. And then my advisor was like, I don't know if you need to be here right now. But I think just like piggybacking on what you said for all the experiential learning opportunities, I think right. that's truly what the UConn School of Business does really well is giving us those, whether that be the OPI Innovate Summit or um, the Student Venture Fund or the Student Manage right. Fund. There's so many ways that students in the school of business can get involved. Right. Making good choices is obviously the, the key, is making those, using your time wisely, because if you saw the schedule that these two ladies have, amazing. Oh, I and believe it. Yeah, I mean, their calendars are full, which makes me happy, because that really means, you know, our approach might be a little different than the School of Arts, yeah, right? We're a little different, definitely. right? We approach it in a way, because we're, we are looking at your passion, I, I suppose, but as in a business acumen way, we are not really, we're, it's not not really about your passion it's about what impact you can make in the in the working world sure. so it's a little bit of a different approach but it's the same result with the stu student that resonates with that particular college so that's what we're looking to do and you mentioned transforming and changing how have you seen the school of business change over the years and what do you think is to come oh so much to come um we actually uh, met this morning about some of the new things that are going to happen the, the word transformative obviously is being thrown around here at the university it's being talked about we are finding more intentional experiences for our students. So whether that means industry immersion programs, um, you know, understanding what exactly diving in deep and unpacking that career. You know, we have a couple of programs for financial planners um, that they can learn what that's all about before they step foot in it. Um, maybe partnering with different companies. We have a couple of programs like with certain companies that we work with that provide students a day in the life or um, like the IBM immersion day. IBM Immersion Day or the Prudential program that used to teach Excel courses. So, you know, all of these partnerships that we're making that bridge from school to work. And we're also integrating um, many ways within the classroom. So we want to make that connection between learning in the classroom and then your future um, employability. And that's super important from when we're coming right, from. Because if those two things are disconnected, then what is the point? That's correct. Because, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think students, you know, from a, as a career coach's perspective, because ultimately that's who I am, is that students are going to really t hold tight to their major. And I, you know, I say your major and your career can be coincide, but they don't always. Right. They don't 
don't always. So it's important that you know and be aware of what's available to you um, before you start to make some decisions for yourself. Okay, we mentioned earlier in the program about extracurriculars. You are the founder and president of UConn's Women's Finance Association. Yes. What do you hope for the future of this organization after you graduate? Yeah, no, I'm actually very honored to be the president and founder or the now president and co-founder of um, Women's Finance Association. Alex is actually on the executive board with me. Um, and what what I noticed as a freshman coming into UConn was finance is a pretty male-dominated field, and mm-hmm. I don't think that should intimidate anybody, but it can be intimidating for some younger females. And that's why I set out to create the Women's Finance Association alongside my peers as a space of open learning and questions and communication for younger females in order to get that maybe firsthand experience or dive deep into finance. I know when I was a freshman, like I said, I was trying to be that sponge going to everything and people told me no, but I didn't really listen. But I know for other (laughs) students, it might be a little bit harder um, to like build that thick skin. So through Women's Finance Association, whether that's like the weekly or the monthly newsletters that we send out where students can write about what's going on in the news or some stories that they're following um, in terms of workplace culture. And I think this is a really great way for people to maybe like unpack some financial terms that you might learn in class, but the real world applications really do extend far beyond what we learned in class. And that's probably the greatest takeaway. Absolutely. Because I think just listening to you, I can hear, you know, so many skill-based competencies that are coming out that certainly she will utilize in your first job. And I think that's really impressive. And I think that's certainly the approach we hope for. Look at that superstar right here. Yep. And speaking of future plans and stuff, Alex, do you have any plans for graduation? You probably are sick and tired. Oh, don't say the G word. Sick and tired of hearing that word. Not the G word. Almost a second semester senior. So after graduation, I am working full-time as an analyst at Morgan Stanley within their wealth management credit risk department. Right now, I'm a tailored on the tailored lending underwriting team, which I'm super excited about. I'll be living in the city. I think I'm starting in either June or July. Definitely looking forward to it. I actually interned there this past summer as well. I gained a lot of skills that and really gained, um, you know, a great understanding of things that, you know, I never even thought about before. So it was a really great experience and I'm just looking forward to learning more um, in terms of wealth management and overall just, you know, kind of building my network and going on from there. Sounds like a bright future. (laughs) Um, Definitely. Wrapping up, thinking more big picture, uh, what do you guys think the purpose of college is? What's the purpose of life? Purpose of life. That's a big one. Purpose of college. Purpose of college. Well, I I think from my perspective, having worked with over 8,500 students, I, I, I think that you have to really listen to yourself. So I think that little voice in your head that's telling you, I can't let this, whatever this is, I can't let this go. Whether it's entrepreneurial or artistic or business acumen, whatever this is, there is something within you. And I think that college provides almost that um, bubble, if you would, where you can practice this utilize this, grow this, because everything that we know in the next 10 years for this group of people like Alex and Kate are going to be, it's very transformative for them. It is very a defining decade. So it's important that they understand that this place that they were at with college has been an opportunity for them to try out those skills, understand their strengths, hear that little voice in their head, what is really driving you? And I think those are the things that I see as students that really their first year experience is really to look around, right. look around, open your eyes and see what's available that you can try out in a, in a great space. 
And going off of that, I think college is really a period of growth and truly finding yourself, finding what you enjoy. Um, one of the great things about going to UConn is that during your first two years, a lot of those classes that you are taking are general education requirements. So with this, you're exposed to a lot of different um, fields of study that may not even be related to your major. So for example, I took Communications 1000. Um, and in this class, even though it wasn't directly related to finance, a lot of the skills that I picked up from that class are extremely you know, important within the workplace, you know, working in a team, learning how to gain those communication skills, both written and verbal. So it's things like that, that, you know, you're really exposed to in college that, you know, if you didn't go to college, you wouldn't be exposed to. And you can really, you know, make college what you want of it. And really, you know, UConn provides all these opportunities. And the ball is kind of in your court on whether you're going to take those opportunities or not. And one thing in the School of Business is pretty much all of the majors have, you know, those uh, societies. So, for example, Kate's involved in the Finance Society. There's Real Estate Society, Healthcare Management. Women's Man Finance Association. Women's Finance Association. Exactly. <laughs> Let's sell it. Women in business. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> so there's so many different ways to get involved right. and learn new things and overall just really be a sponge in terms of just gaining that knowledge that's right in front of you. Right. Because the, the landscape of, the, of certainly hiring process is going to be all about the skills. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is dead on in terms of what the, what the landscape looks for the hiring landscape in the future. Yeah, I guess I'll just finish up with this one. I think there's the, the purpose of college can be broken down into three things. The people you meet, what you learn, and how you apply it. But not to make like a cheesy analogy, I guess. <laughs> I'm not much of a baker or a cook, but I know it's supposed to be more like an art than a science. So I think it's really how how you choose to balance your plate in terms of whether that's the people you're meeting, the opportunities that you're taking or what you're applying. But I would say specifically as a freshman right now, the best way to do it is to apply everything that you're learning and make that the biggest part of your pie. Because regardless of who you meet or what you learn, if you're not taking that opportunity to imply it, you're not going to be pushing yourself to that next point and trying to learn new things. So I think that is what will drive you in, in the future of your career. Well said. And that was our last question, except it's not my question. It's your guys' question. We get to flip around the conversation. Do you have any questions for me? Oh, why do you do this podcast? Um, I got involved freshman year exactly for the reason you said, um, to get involved, to meet new people, to try new things. Um, and I'm so glad I did because I don't know any other student on campus who gets to talk to uh, staff and faculty and students from across the board and not just in my own school. So that's that's, that's awesome. why I do it. Yeah. yeah. What's the coolest thing you learned? <laughs> Ooh, the or the best piece of advice? Yeah. The best piece of advice? Um, I think was a, in an episode in season one where we talked to um, Dr. Jamila Morgan, who is um, in the School of Law, and we were talking about, like, what can you do to enact change, even if you're not, like, environmental science major sure, or that's a awesome. lawyer. Sure, yeah. And she was like, just do, just do, to take your skills and there do you the go. change that you can, there you your go. corner so I think that was one of the best. That's really guys. great. Yeah. I love that. And my question would be, what are you involved in on campus besides this podcast? And how do you think that the skills that you've gained can be transferable to the career in the, your career in the future? Okay, business question. I like it. Yeah, we um, are business. Right? <laughs> I knew that one was coming from one of us. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. How does the power of networking influence <laughs> right. your life decisions? Let's give it down, right? Yeah, we want a PowerPoint. We want a PowerPoint. <laughs> I know you can read my LinkedIn resume. Yeah. No, um, I work we will at, be looking at uh, that. I work at the rec center um, and the marketing team and as a fitness instructor. And I 
sing in acapella group on oh, campus where I'm the social great. media manager. Um, so I guess those skills that I learned, like you talked about in your comm class, like being in a team, um, those communication skills that you really can't learn if you're not in those social situations. Absolutely. I think right. are ones that I can carry across the board. And also just in my classes, um, art as a whole is super collaborative. I'm a graphic design major. Um, so at the end of the day, when we finish up our projects, we have these group critiques and you have to be that sponge and absorb all that information and then be able to output that into your work. So I think those skills will be very yeah, helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, was that, did I get the job? Yeah, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Hired, hired. Um, absolutely. But yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank um, it's you. It's been a pleasure to talk to all of you guys. Thank you. And as always to our listeners, Rolskis. <laughs>